Greetings. Welcome to the Win Good Sports Podcast. My name is Jeff Goodwin, also known as Professor Win Good. I am the founder and president of Win Good Sports. Win Good Sports is a sports consulting agency designed to help athletes maximize their potential. Win Good Sports is specifically designed to help golfers in most aspects of the game. Win Good Sports has experience in all facets of the game of golf from tournament scheduling, tournament preparation, tournament travel, golf statistical analysis, to how to schedule practice to enhance your skill level. The goal of the Win Good Sports podcast is simple. Simple is a theme you will see throughout Win Good Sports. The goal is to share valuable information to help you in your golf journey. It does not matter if you are a very young golfer or a more experienced golfer. The podcast is designed to provide an educational experience to you. It does not matter if you are a parent of a young junior golfer or that of a more experienced golfer. The podcast is designed to help you too. To achieve this goal, there will be podcasts addressing different aspects of golf. I have selected topics, hopefully informative, that can help you. Most podcasts will involve interesting guests for the purpose of providing an educational experience based on what they have learned. That is, these guests will provide personal and practical information to help you. You've heard this before. Golf is hard. There will be ups and downs and more down periods and even more down periods. But there will be up periods too. It is a journey. And this podcast is meant to help you on that journey. For this episode of the Win Good Sports Podcast, we have two familiar guests, Benny Lee and Noah Goodwin. Both are professional golfers. Benny has status on the Epson Tour. Noah has status on the Corn Ferry Tour. Both took very different routes on their journeys to their respective tours. Benny and Noah are back again. For another episode, today's topic is advice to your younger self, self-reflection. I hope you find the podcast informative. Knowing what you know now, what golf advice would you give to your younger self? And Benny, I will start with you. Five things you wish you had done different. Number five. Number five, um, I'd say is kind of something I feel like I did do right and did do wrong. But um, the side of not doing right, in my opinion, is um, not going to college and getting my education. Um, yes, I was all into golf, knowing that that's what I wanted to do. But at the same time, I think I did miss out on a lot of not uh, from not going to college. Number four, 
Um, number four, um, I would also have to say there's a good side and a bad side to it. Um, turning pro in Korea at such a young age. I obviously do think that it definitely shaped me into who I am now, but I think there were different things that I could have changed or gone about. Number three. Um, <coughs> again, this is another one um, that I feel like I did right and wrong is being homeschooled. Um, I think at such a young age, playing golf, like literally 10 hours a day, not having a childhood, um, apart from golf, was a huge impact. So I think that would be my number three. Number two. Um, there was a lot of things that I was unaware of um, before playing Symmetra, um, and I wish that I, you know, reached out to people that I knew that were playing and asked them for some better advice, especially in all the traveling. That'd be my number two. And number one. Number one would have to be um, focusing on a perfect golf swing for so long and trying to play perfect golf instead of um, believing in my swing and trusting it and going out there with what I'm capable of doing. Um, Thank you, Benny. Noah, it is your turn. Five things you wish you had done different. Number five. Number five would be, and I believe we covered this slightly in an earlier podcast, but less emphasis on junior golf, like 12 years old, 13 years old. Yes, it does matter. It does shape you into the golfer that you are, but I think it's very easy as golfers and then especially as parents to be very short-sighted and see just in the moment and how much that moment means when in the grand scheme of things it doesn't mean that much at all number four number four would have to be i had the opportunity to go to france when i was a freshman or sophomore in high school but i wasn't able to go because my school's attendance policy was very strict um in hindsight i would have just broken it and gone and traveled to ex- gone to experience a new country, gone to see a lot of stuff that for somebody my age, I think that would have been an extremely cool lesson and just shaped me and helped me grow as a person. Number three. Number three would be kind of a double-edged sword, but less video work as a kid. I think it's extremely easy to fall into the path of just I'm going to have this perfect golf swing on video. My club's going to go right up the plane. It's going to be at a gorgeous position at the top. Impact is going to be beautiful. But those three things don't necessarily equate to great ball striking or being able to perform at a high level. It definitely helps having sound technique. definitely helps, but there's a difference between visually aesthetic and having good technique. And I think it's really easy for younger golfers to kind of fall into that aesthetic part, wanting to look good, thinking that looking good in the golf swing will equate to great golf. When you just look at videos of the best golfers of all time, no two people ever swing it the same way. So there is a aesthetic 
good golf swing definitely probably isn't the best golf swing where every single person on the planet would be doing it. Number two. Number two would be enjoyed the end of junior golf more before I graduated college. I was very fortunate. I was extremely high ranked. Um, I was one of the best junior golfers in the world. If not, the, you could say the best junior golfer in the world. I was ranked number one across every junior golf platform for two years. Um, and I didn't cherish it. I didn't enjoy the time that I had. I just wanted to move on to the next things, um, bigger things, better things. But not everything is glitterous as gold, and grass isn't always greener on the other side. And number one. Number one would be not, goes same with number two, not graduating high school early. Probably my biggest life regret. Um, no 17-year-old should be on a college campus. Just never, none. No 17-year-old is possibly mature enough to be on their own. They're a kid still. And I think taking that extra, what would have come out to about nine months or so, um, I think I could have learned a lot in those nine months. Um, but at the same time, it has it helped shape me into the person I am today. Let's end the podcast on a positive. And Benny, we're back to you. Please explain five things you got right Number five. Number five for me, I'd say, um, would have to be from transitioning into a young adult and kind of traveling on my own. Um, when I got back from Korea, I did take a break. And at the age of 20, I told my parents that, you know, if I'm going to play golf, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to, you know, schedule everything out, figure out sponsors and um, just travel on myself. And figure it out on my own. So I think that is something that I did correct. Number four. Number four um, kind of relates back to not going to college. Um, like I said, there's a good side of that. I do think that if I did go, um, you know, I could have gone down the route of being, you know, a party college kid, um, not practicing, not working hard. So, I mean, you obviously don't know how that could have gone, but I think not going to college also kind of shaped who I am today. Number three. Um, number three is a big one for me. Um, after Korea, I didn't know exactly where I was in life, um, mentally, emotionally, physically. Um, you know, I, I've gone through a lot there playing pro golf there, and it was definitely a, one of the biggest life lessons I've had. But um, after that, I was debating on just kind of quitting on everything. Um, so for me, just not quitting and fighting back and playing golf and becoming more passionate about, um, that's probably one of the biggest for me. Number two. Uh, number two would be, this is kind of tough um, for me to explain, but I'll do my best. I think mentally I was different when I came back um, and started playing some mini tours. I was extremely confident stepping out onto the golf course. And I think that's definitely helped me become better. Um, I'm still kind of struggling to go back to that. I, I basically felt kind of like unbeatable in a way. And... Um, I think just kind of sticking out through all of it and just being mentally stronger 
um, definitely pulled a different side of my golf game out of me. And number one. Uh, number one, um, I will have to say is really being disciplined as a junior um, and working hard. Obviously, if you want to get anywhere in life, you have to work hard um, no matter what. So I'd say that is something that I did the best at. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Noah? Yes, sir. Please explain. Okay. Five things you got right. Number five. Number five. And again, a previous conversation and podcast would be playing up in age groups. Um, I've kind of elaborated before, but I'll elaborate again. It really helped me gain a lot of resilience um, and just really shaped me into the golfer I am today. I don't have that dog mentality out there of I don't care how good you are playing. I just want to beat you and play even better. No, I don't care if somebody hits a bad shot or a good shot. Frankly, I want them to hit all good shots. And by playing up, I was watching a lot more good shots than I was able to produce. And it really kind of added to that. I want to win by playing better than everybody else, not win by luck or any other circumstances. I want all my competitors to play best rounds of golf they've ever played in their life and I just want to play better number four number four would be kind of going back to swing videos and everything is working on feels and not becoming reliant on swing videos as I said it's really easy to fall into trying to make a very aesthetically pleasing golf swing but aesthetically pleasing doesn't always equal fundamentally sound or even what's best for that golfer um, and frankly, at the end of the day, whenever shit hits the fan and you're on the 18th hole and you haven't been playing well all day and you need to hit a good drive, you can't pop a video camera down and figure out what's going on with your swing. You got your feels and that's it. And you better figure it out from there. Number three. Number three is understanding the value of the mental side of golf. Um, we play a sport that is excruciating at times. It'll take you to the highest of highs and to the lowest of lows. And it's merciless. It doesn't care about you. It doesn't care about the work you put in. It's not fair. And the only thing you can really do is become resilient and understand that this is what you want. Just kind of got to keep your head down and push through all the BS and the roadblocks ahead and understand that it's on you mentally. It's your emotions that have to stay in check. When you hit a bad shot, your mind can't wonder or anything. You just have to remain steady and solid all of here. Number two. Number two, much also topic I've talked a lot about is owning the way I play golf. I'm never going to be a long golfer. I'm always going to be average um, in distance. But where I shine is with accuracy and with short game. And I know that that is the way I play golf. And nothing can ever change that for me. I remember Beanie was caddying for me in um, one of the practice rounds at final stage before I got really, really sick and couldn't play anymore there. Um, We were playing with a kid who 
outdrove me by 65 on one hole. It's about a 520 par four. He outdrove me by 65. So I had over 200 yards left. He had like 160. And she goes, did that not bother you at all? And I said, well, whenever I hit it closer than him and make birdie right here, it's just going to piss him off more. And that's exactly what I did. Because he was up there in the fairway like, hey, nice drive back there, Noah. And then I hit it to 10 feet and he hit it to 45 feet. He missed, I made. And it's like, hey, nice drive, brother. It was re- <laughs> it looked really good all the way up there. That's but great. It's, it's important. It's Everybody has their own fingerprint with golf. No two people play golf the same way. Golf is such a beautifully individual thing for every single person. And it's really easy to try to play golf like others. But best way for you to play golf is just the way that makes sense to you and number one um something you've helped me a lot with just because of your background um understanding the difference between just practicing and practicing efficiently and practicing well anybody can go onto the golf course and hit golf balls for eight hours straight and i know for a damn fact i could go onto the golf course for an hour and get more done than that person who just hit golf balls for eight hours straight there's a way to go about things. There's a way to practice efficiently. There's a way to gain so much knowledge off every single golf shot you hit from just turf interaction to feels to how the golf ball flew through the air to wind to watching it land, the physics of it landing, spin. There's so much to gain with every single shot if you just know what to pay attention to and how to look at it. You don't need to practice 10 hours a day. Now, you practice efficiently for 10 hours a day, you're going to go really, really far in this game. But it's not just reps on reps on reps. There's a way to go about it. There's a way to get your work done in a concise way so you're able to balance the rest of your life. Nobody can play golf for 10 hours a day and not suffer some sort of burnout or have it bleed into other aspects of their life. It's just impossible. So you got to have balance in this life or you're just going to go off the deep end at some point. Thank you both for joining me today. Always. Thank you. Thank you for being part of the podcast. I appreciate Benny and Noah sharing and reflecting back on their experiences. This episode was meant to be more serious. I used to tell my students, you don't know what you don't know. So be a lifelong learner and stop pretending you know everything now. You simply do not. If you enjoyed the podcast or found the information helpful, then please let me know. On YouTube, please like, comment, subscribe. If you are on your favorite listening app like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, then please subscribe. Please visit the website, whengoodsports.com, to learn more about When Good Sports and the services offered. If you have questions and or comments, then please use the Contact When Good Sports link from the website. Simply send a message using the contact form. Also, if you have topics for other podcasts, then please email them using the contact form on the website. Again, the website is whengoodsports.com. Stay safe, stay healthy, and enjoy the journey of life and golf.
Cheers.